Hi, this is Danielle Prada, the host of Sip in Soma, a podcast where I chat with inspirational people from South Orange and Maplewood, New Jersey, who are connecting, collaborating, and contributing to our communities. Check out the podcast on the web at sipinsoma.com, on Instagram, and on Facebook. I look forward to chatting with you soon. Hi, everyone. This is Danielle Parada, your host of Sip in Soma. I'm so excited again for another episode. It's episode number 10. Woo! Love the power of 10. Can't wait till we get to 100, but I am happy and celebrating 10. Uh, Thank you so much again for joining me here and engaging with me on Instagram, Facebook, and my website. I really appreciate it. Please remember to hit subscribe. That's right. You can pause right now and go and hit subscribe on anywhere you're listening to your podcast and send me a review. I'd love to hear your suggestions, glows and grows. And then if you are in a car and driving, then just call Siri or Google, whoever you have, and tell them to remind you when you get out of your car to subscribe. (laughs) That's my call to action for you guys today. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me. Today I have a great interview with Carrie Capone. She is the owner of Carrie's Kits, and she has built a beautiful community of knitters, um, really helping, really just doing some great work around knitting and what it does for people who are struggling with other things in their life. Uh, She opened up about her own difficulties in life and how knitting really kind of saved her and helped her and I think that's beautiful I think that she's really paying that forward in her business and in her business model she also talked about her Kickstarter campaign I'm not going to tell you too much because I want you to hear it straight from Carrie's mouth but please definitely check the show notes check some of my information on my Instagram post or my Facebook post because She does have some links where you guys can check out her website, and I think you're going to want to contribute. I I know you're going to want to contribute and help her make her dreams come true and help her help other people, so definitely check that out. Uh, Without further ado, I'd love for you to hear our interview, and I will be back with you shortly to tell you about some great events in Maplewood and South Orange coming up. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. This is Danielle Parada, your host of Sip and Soma. So excited today. I'm interviewing someone from the Maplewood, South Orange area, Carrie Capone. You guys probably know her from various different things in town, but she is the owner of Carrie's Kits. Uh, She sells knitting kits. She hosts knitting groups. And she's going to tell us about an awesome new Kickstarter campaign and her like sort of um, trials and, you know, challenges that have helped her to grow. And I think that's really cool because a lot of people are doing Kickstarter campaigns. So I think this is a great thing to listen to, not just because of getting to know Carrie better, but also to kind of hear sort of some insider knowledge about what to do about Kickstarter campaigns, starting them, changing course, etc. So we're going to talk to her about that. She's lived here for 13 years. I don't know if I said that already, but um, we've known each other a long time. When she owned Carrie's Cafe, I took my daughter Bella there, like my first mommy groups. So I'm so excited to have her, and 
She's going to tell us a little bit about Carrie's kits and what she's doing now. So Carrie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Danielle. It's so good to be here. Yeah, I mean, I feel like who would have thought that, you know, years ago, us meeting and here we'd be sitting across from each other talking about your business. So tell us a little bit about Carrie's kits and how you started it. I think that's what we all want to start out with. Well, Carrie's Kits was born and raised right on Springfield Avenue in Maplewood. Um, some of you may remember Knitnack, which was the yarn shop on Springfield Avenue yeah. for many years. And when Knitnack closed, I was a little bit lost. I loved it so much, and it was a place where I taught knitting and I sold actually some beginner kits there. And so when they closed, I bought $1,000 worth of yarn and I put together a bunch of kits and started to sell them online. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So that was in 2015. And just let me like clear, how did you sell them? Like, How did you get people to know who you were? How did they buy them? I started on Etsy. Okay. And I didn't start my own website until 2016, but I took a course to learn how to do it myself and I'm... I'm really excited because in 2016 I was able to learn how to build my own site on WordPress and how to use Photoshop and I was really intimidated by both of those things and so being able to at least have a rudimentary knowledge of those things yeah. feels really good. Oh my gosh, you're totally inspiring me because I'm really that place right now in the Sip and Soma world of like needing to be my website possibly so that people could get to my podcast on my website and people are like, you have to go to WordPress. And I'm like, oh, that seems so scary. <laughs> so it I'm inspired. It does seem scary. So yeah, this was a step-by-step -step course that, nice. yeah, that I, I really I really appreciated. Um, and then each year I would set goals for myself to double the revenue of the year before. And that just helped my brain think in a little bit more expansive ways. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, almost anyone can say, okay, well, I want to do 10% more, but if I was going to do 100% more, what would that look like? And I had to kind of think outside of the box. Um, so this year, trying to think about developing recurring revenue models, aside from selling online, going to craft shows, I thought of starting a subscription community. So the reason that I started knitting in the first place is because I actually had a nervous breakdown and this was when Andrew my son who's 15 now when he was three I was having panic attacks at work I was a school teacher um, and I was suicidal and my marriage was falling apart so I was in a very low place I was 28 years old and I turned to knitting to to just clear my mind and no matter what else had happened that day even if I hadn't gotten out of bed I could knit a few rows and feel worthwhile yeah so sorry to take this down kind of no a, you it's know, really vulnerable and I think no our listeners path. really no everybody needs to hear and wants to hear I think that other people are struggling and like you never know when like you're sharing your story could be helping somebody else on the other side and know and feel validated that they other people have gone through it so wow I really appreciate you sharing that thank you yeah well so that's why knitting I feel is a need to have in my life and I think in many people's lives 
um, that it, it was something that, that helped pull me from that place of despair. Yeah. And medication and a great therapist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it takes a team of people, people. It yes, takes knitting, <laughs> therapy, and medication. But like knitting could be your thing. It was the trifecta. Yeah. So, um, so I thought, you know, I can't be the only one. And I, I, put, I put it out there on Facebook. I had never really shared my story in public before this year. Um, and I said, look, let's start an online community of women who knit and who use knitting to unwind and to soothe themselves and to, to save themselves. And so I formed Knitters Unwind, wow. which is this online community. So um, people pay a monthly fee and we have a meeting every Tuesday evening. We meet on video. I have a woman in Canada and I have nine women in the US. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I consider amazing. them my friends and you know, we form such lovely connections. Is um, it one is it like a you just meet on Tuesdays forever? Or yes. is it like eight weeks and you do it's, a project or it's what? It's actually yeah. so it's actually forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you don't you know it's um you know, you, you subscribe and, and um but it's it's a, just a regular Tuesday meeting, but we do have different projects that we work on. Oh, so cool. right now we're making a blanket for um, this wonderful organization called Heal Veterans. And they actually send crafting kits to 70,000 vets all across the country, and it's a free service. Wow. So if you're a veteran and, um, and you just want to make um, jewelry or leather work or anything like that this organization will send you a kit for free or they'll send you a kit every month and so we are making an heirloom blanket to auction off at their veterans day event Aww. yeah so it's super fun That's so and cool like making yeah. me tear up for sure yeah yeah it's, it's good I stuff. I love stories of kindness. It's yes. just we were having guys we were having a conversation right before we started when I was talking about kindness and I don't know why I look at the computer when I'm like, guys, <laughs> like look at the the microphone when I'm talking to you and look at Carrie when I'm talking to her. Um, no, but we just had this great conversation about kindness and I feel like kindness just makes the world a better place and offering something to people who have done a really great service is just a really kind thing to do. So that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that organization. Um, so you're doing something to auction off. So you're working that with a group. But like, what if I wanted to join? Like, you already have ten people. Like, how could I join? Yeah. So you can go to carrieskits.com and click on Knitters Unwind. But what if you have like thirty people? Like, how would? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's um, that's something that we're still working on. It's such a new group. Um, ten people do not show up every week. Okay. Because you know we have things to do. But we had talked about um, going back to every other week yeah. if it became more than 10. 10 is a really nice number. Yeah. Um, so when we get to 20, which I would imagine about 15 a week would, would be on there, then we'll either do it more often or we can also split up into, yeah. into splinter groups. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just imagine that when people hear this and yeah. other people start getting wind of this, like... It'll be more popular, and I'm right. like, how will you handle the scale, Carrie? Right. <laughs> yes. So that's how will you scale this? We're going to cross. We're going to cross that bridge when we come. That's to wonderful. It. So, uh, yeah, but but we, I've already promised our our group that we'll we'll never 
we'll never stop meeting yeah. just the ten of us because I feel like we're the founding mothers. Yeah, you know, and then that's amazing. Um, but like, do you know Marie Forleo? Yes. Yes, wonderful, right? She has these calls with hundreds of people on the calls, and of course, it's not the same situation. But she is able to take like certain questions or yeah. the theme, and then you know, you do get something out of listening to it. But it is different from uh, yeah from that small group yeah, situation. Definitely. Yeah. That's really cool. So how did you come up with this idea? Like what, I mean, because Carrie's kits, like it was, was your knitting kits. I'm like, how did you, so you came up with the idea because of a need you had, but it is a subscription service, like, which means that you're now adding to your revenue. So like, right. what made you think about it that way instead of just being, you know, like, hey, I'm just going to knit with people across the world. Like, right. yeah, what made you come up with that idea? Well, I wanted something that would touch on that, need like knitting could be seen as some people and it is as a nice to have like a hobby mm-hmm. you know and that's great but when so obviously knitters online is not for everybody because it's really for people who um who love the process and find it uh spiritually satisfying yeah. in some way and uh you know we don't talk a lot actually about the technical aspects of knitting so yes. it's sort of the spiritual component of it wow uh, and the, and another reason that I you know that I went in that angle is because um, I, I did think about well like how can I add value to other people's lives yeah and I, I belong to knitting groups where you know we, we meet at Whole Foods and, right. we, and we sit down and we talk and we knit um, but that is free obviously yeah. it's open to the community and that is wonderful in some ways and in some other ways you almost want something uh, with Knitters Unwind that's more curated yeah. and you know because then we <laughs> we get to we get to block the nasty people like for for want of a better way to say it like yeah. not that nasty people are showing up no, to no. Figures, but but I can but I can I can be really protective and say like yeah. this is a place where we respect each other and we're kind to yeah. each other. And if someone isn't fulfilling that, then I can very easily say, I'm sorry, this isn't Not the right for place you. for you. Right. We can't do that right. in Whole Foods as a public, right. public place. I mean, but. and also I think it's just like you're talking about holding space and offering value with like your mentality about what knitting is in this way. Like it is a spiritual thing and it is about unwinding and there is some sort of, self-care happening totally and yeah I think that's just really great and and something that you mentioned before also we got on the call was that like you also have been inspired to grow your business in a way that takes care of you and takes care of others and I think that we all are so worth something like what we do is worth something and it can be hard to monetize that but truth be told is that we have gifts and we all have to like put food on our tables. Yes. So like sharing our gifts, it can be, and I think, I, I don't want to say this and like generalize too much, but like I also think that's a, a male-female division. Like women, I've been talking about this a lot with the female entrepreneurs I know and they're just like, but how do I ask people to pay me for being me? And I'm like, but you are a gift. Like, what you do is different than what anybody else does. So, like, we're paying for your gift. We're paying for the service and the value that you bring. So that sounds amazing. But, like, how did you make that turning point of monetizing your gift? 
is what I mean. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. Yes. It's, Which is like a deep question. It's been a real shift in my mentality. And I was telling you before that I took Lifehack Boot Camp yeah. this year. And I've worked with a life coach. And it's not one-on-one coaching. It's a boot camp. There were about 12 people in yeah. the group. And I had an accountability buddy. And uh, I would talk with her every day. And that that experience of working with other people who are also trying to build their own gifts and monetize their own gifts, men and women, um, it, it made me feel not quite so weird. Right. Yes, community <laughs> makes know? us feel less alone. Yes. And so talking to you as someone who is going on the same journey, it makes me feel like, okay, if Danielle can do it, I can do it, and vice versa. So I think my biggest fear prior to doing this and that fear has come true more than once, um, is that someone will say to me, who are you to do this? Why would I pay for this? Right. And this has happened many times. This has happened with my kits. I'll, I'll receive emails saying, why would I pay for a kit when I can get the materials for $5 at right. Michael's? Um, it's happened with Knitters Unwind. I don't understand. Why would I pay to be on an online group? Shouldn't it be free? And it's happened with my latest project. Which we're going to get to. Which we're going to get to. Kickstarter. And I'm wondering, actually, when you said there's a a male-female aspect to it, only women ask me these questions. When I talk to um, the men in my life, they they don't think twice. Of course. Go for it. You're going to charge for this. Yeah, Yeah. go for it. And um, so it's only women... And I wonder if I were a man offering these things, if I would get the same feedback. I don't know. Or I wonder if you would respond in the same way that a man would. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, and you know, those are very overgeneralizations. Like, yeah. I recognize this, but yeah. I too have found this, I found very similar things where I'll tell men about some of my ideas and they're just like, go for it. Yes. Do it. And then I'll talk to some of my very best friends who are rooting for me, of course, but still will will, you know, like I have I have categories of friends. I have the best friends who root for me. Period. No questions asked. Like that sounds awesome. Do this. I would also like add this to it because you could also do this. And like they start brainstorming with me. They're what I call the ABC group people, like accountability, brainstorming, and cheerleading. Right. Love. Cool. Right. And I, we can have an ABC coffee anytime you want, Carrie. Thank and you. I open that out to all all of you on Facebook. Instagram, go to Sip and Soma, say I'd love to have an ABC group with you, Danielle, and I will meet you for coffee. Like for sure. Because there's nothing I like better than helping promote and, and, and like grow people's business. Like that's part of what my life is about. But I think that my experience has been, you know, I have other friends and I would say most of the majority of them are women who are who are cheerleaders but then cautiously letting me know about the pitfalls. And you know what? I don't go to any of them when I have a brand new idea. And it's not because I don't love them. It's just because I'm gonna get enough of that from other people that are strangers. And I'm gonna have to build up my mental like stamina, resilience, and response to be like, okay. And you know, the thing is is that you said something very interesting. You're like, yeah, I knew this was gonna happen. And then it did. So you put it out into the universe and it happened. Maybe if you didn't put it out in the universe, it wouldn't have happened. Maybe it would have. Maybe you would have cared less if you didn't think it was going to happen. Or maybe you would have cared more and you were preparing yourself for it. Who knows? Who's to say? 
But yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting. And I think that what I hear you saying though, like, and I've heard you say before the interview and now is that like, you did it anyway. Because you did <laughs> Carrie's kits. Yeah. You've grown it. Yeah. And now you're doing this Kickstarter campaign that you're about to tell everybody else about. She's already told me about it. And I feel like it's just more building your resilience. Yes. Yeah. I, I so think... what's the Kickstarter campaign? And like, why did you, like, is more, I love this life hack thing. We have to put that in the show notes too, guys. I'm going to put Marie Forleo, who both of us really like and care about and feel like is a good mentor for us. And then I'll put um, the life hack what is it called? Bootcamp. Life hack bootcamp. I'll put that in the show notes too. So, okay. You start monetizing. You recognize that people are going to, people have naysayed before. You've recognized maybe from experience, like this is likely to happen again or it'll happen again. You deal with that and then you decide, okay, I've done Carrie's Kids and people naysayed and I still did it and was successful. I'm doing the unwind groups and people naysayed and I'm still feeling successful. Now I'm going to do this Kickstarter campaign and like people are, Probably get an essay, but I'm still going to be successful. So what was the Kickstarter campaign about and where are you at with that? Great. So I've never done a Kickstarter campaign before. I and tell people what that is. Like for, And I'm going to be honest here. You know me and my research. I kind of know what it is. If you could tell us what it is, that would be great. Like, yes. Super quick. So it's a way to have the community at large fund a business idea um, and if, if you get enough money to fund it, then the project happens. And if you don't get enough money to fund it, no one's out any money. It's, it's sort of a low risk way to test the waters of a new business cool. adventure. Yeah. And there are a number of crowdfunding sites called crowdfunding. Mm -hmm. And I chose Kickstarter because it's, it's sort of like, um, it's sort of like the price is right in reverse. Like <laughs> if you don't get enough money, so, so my goal is $2,500. If I don't get $2,500, if I get $2,400, then at the end of 30 days, no one gets anything. I don't get any money. No one has, is out any money. Right. That's it. Right. But if you make more than that, then you can keep it all and, and progress with your project. There are other sites that have like different rules where if you don't make that much money, I personally have to make it up out of my own pocket and and get it going and get it going. Right. So, um, I had a brand new idea and I wanted to run it by my email list, which I did, and the response rate to this idea was really high. So out of 2,500 people, 150 people answered a survey, which is really That's good. That's really good. I calculated it 6%. Okay. Because <laughs> I, like, I told you, I was like, I think that's like 5%. And then like, you know, I went 6%. into my math head and I actually was like, 150 over 2,500, <laughs> let's make the equal equivalent fractions. And then like, yeah, I totally did that. I love it. <laughs> and then like, totally simplified the fractions and came up with 6%. <laughs> so, Sorry. Beware of banter. Math teacher win. <laughs> Math teacher woo. Yes. So um, I I read all 150 responses and I said, okay, this. Oh, so the idea is to have a planner organizer combo for knitting patterns. Um, 
anyone who, who's out there who, who does knitting or crocheting or anything like that, we have these patterns. We've either printed them off the computer or we have downloaded them and printed them or uh, we've bought them as, as paper patterns. Um, in addition to everything we have on the computer, and if you're anything like me, they're everywhere and I make changes almost like um, like recipes. Like if yeah. you print a recipe and you say, oh, well, I, I don't have you know, cilantro, so I'm... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's parsley you know, and And you, you know, you mix it up. Um, or if you have family recipes that are that are very important to you, it's the same with knitting. You have these patterns that you just make over and over again, like the, the Christmas stocking family yeah, yeah. pattern that, that grandma made. So I, I wanted a way to, um, to organize all this and put it together. And when I put it out to my email list, overwhelmingly they said, we would love this, we'd love to see this feature and that feature and the other feature. And right. so based on their feedback, I put together a prototype and posted a Kickstarter campaign and it ends on September 20. All right. Yeah. So far in the first six days, we're 28% funded. Nice. Which is really good. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. yeah. And so what is the Kickstarter campaign actually say now? Because we talked a little bit about yes. how you're like, you launched it, and then like <laughs> right. you kind of were like, "Oh, there's more to this than meets the eye." Yeah. So that's what's so fascinating is I'm actually you've caught me at a pivotal moment. So when I first put the Kickstarter campaign up, my idea was to do an initial production run mm -hmm. of these physical binder organizers that would expand, and you could you could uh, organize everything and have pretty stickers and bookmarks and and the like. So after a couple of things happened, one, I received some really like, I don't want to say devastating, but really negative feedback from a group of yarn store owners online. And number two, I spoke with some manufacturing companies and realized that the minimum orders are very, very high. Yeah. Um, and so $2,500 is, is kind of laughable. As an amount to raise um, to do to do a real like serious production run so um, so I'm actually pivoting and focusing more on the content of, of what will be in this organizer almost it will be more of a book that you can read and apply the content to your own yarn crafting room and studio and um, and it will have all the step-by-step -step instructions on how to build your own planner right. and your own binder. And you're gonna also have videos or webinars or something like that. Exactly. And that kind of funny people. Like if you wanna get like a really good video, I know that we go out and we see the DIYs guys, but if you wanna get something really well done and you want people to take you seriously, then you need a videographer. A videographer alone could cost you $25 for like one shoot. Yeah. So yeah, like wow, super. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited about it. And one of the things we talked about in Lifehack Bootcamp is the cycle of commitment. <laughs> so um, I found this again and again in my business where I find the bright shiny object. Yeah. We're very excited. Our commitment level is super high. Super high. high. Super right? high bright shiny object. Then we start to do the, the work. And then there's something called the drift. Yeah. I would say last week I was seriously drifting 
I was saying, oh, I'm getting this negative feedback. Is this worth it? Um, and then because I have what I call the IBSC, itty bitty shitty committee in my yeah. head, you can bleep that out if you need to. Um, it it also goes and says, oh, and by the way, you're worthless and yeah, you know, okay, <laughs> why are you even trying? Mm-hmm. So I don't always go that dark, but sometimes I do. So do you know my podcast last week talked about me going that dark? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, have, I haven't listened. to Yeah, that, that's the cool. latest episode. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, but I feel you, sister. So there was the drift. Mm-hmm. So there's the drift. So yeah. how do you get out of that? Because I love how this is like a cycle. Yes. It's a cycle. So what? What normal people do is they drift and then they give up and then they wait until they find the next shiny object. Yeah. So and that's like a typical starts. typical thing of what happens and so there's no real cycle because it's just like a U or a C. It that's ends true. because there's no cycle. It doesn't it's continue broken. to get back. Yes. There's just like there's it broke the chain is broken, it's over. Yes. And then you have projects like C's and U's all over your life. Where you're like, I love that shiny object, but I couldn't take it all the way home and then what do you do? You start shaming on yourself. That's right. And then the next time you have a shiny object, you're worried, and that comes with the drift. So then the drift also encompasses all the other season you projects that you have. They built. Where up. you're like, oh, remember that shiny? Oh, this is just like that shiny. You're no, you don't take anything ever through. And then it's just like yes. that pattern thinking that we stop. And this is what I talked about last week. I meditate so that I stop that thinking, yes. and I focus on this project and the benefits of this project. So how do you get out of drift and continue back to, oh, bright, shiny object, I love you again. Yes, that's exactly get there? right. Okay, so it is possible, and there are a few steps. Step number one is you have to engage your grittiness. And so I highly recommend the book Grit by Angela Duckworth. Yes. Okay, show notes. Okay, so one is to engage your, your level of grit. And just like if you haven't been to the gym in a long time, it's hard to activate your grit at first, and it gets easier the more you try. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Step number two is to acknowledge that you're in drift and to be okay living in drift and let it run its course. Yes. So I was very tempted to take down the Kickstarter campaign. I was tempted to say, well, F it. I'll just think of a new goal, and this obviously isn't going to work even though it's only, what, day seven. So, you know, it's just to acknowledge it and just go to bed and, you know. Wake up fresh the next day. And wake up fresh the next day or the next day. So for me, the the drift lasted a week. I think it depends on the project. Um, It might last longer, it might not last so long. But I would try not to make any drastic decisions and accept that the drift is going to run its course. I think maybe be gentle with yourself, I would add to that. Because when I was... Like two weeks ago, when I was just feeling down on myself, I was like, oh, I know what I need to do. I need to shut off all social media. I need to go to sleep at 9 o'clock at night. And I need to call my friend who I can meet with and who I can literally cry to. And I need to go to the library because the library always makes me feel better and I'm sure I'll find a book that will make me feel better and like that will feel like productive for helping myself. So, but... I think the first step of all of those things, of whatever you do to self-care, was really deciding like, oh, this is like mental health days. Like that's what drift is to me. Like I'm gonna take care of my my sadness right now that I don't feel good about myself so I can feel better 
And then maybe turn the heat back up toward the shiny object again. Yes. And that, that was step three. You took it you took ah! it right from the list. So finding ways to fall back in love with the shiny object. Yes. And I find the best way to do it was to take extreme care of myself. And sure enough, so I spoke to some close friends, just like you said, you know, someone that I could cry to. Um, and also I was really lucky because I had people writing to me saying add a girl so that that was a gift and every time that happened I would put it at the top of my inbox and I also this was kind of interesting I assumed that my mother was not supportive of me and I had no basis in fact for that um and so I was putting off calling her guys that's what we call limiting belief yes I was putting off calling her and then I finally called her and I told her about the negative stuff that had happened online and I told her um, just about how I was feeling and she said oh they're being ridiculous which is exactly what I needed to hear from mama and she said oh by the way I had I had just contributed 20 bucks to your (gasps) campaign and I said oh mama thank you and so that and, and it just helped me and and taking a walk that's a really good way for me to take excellent care of, of myself is to walk through our town I have to yes. shout out to Maplewood our park is so beautiful and I just love yes. looking at the pond and the foliage sure. and everything and uh, and so it, it yeah it helped me get out of get out of the drift and I'm in love with the project again and I am recommitting myself to making this the best campaign it can be so that at the end of 30 days I can say um great it was funded and I'm going to move forward or you know what it wasn't funded but I have no regrets because I did absolutely everything I could do and then I start the next you know the next cycle and try something new oh cool and I just I just grabbed you at one moment because you said something that sometimes it's not up to us to find the love of the shiny object again sometimes it's up to us having faith that the universe will help us do that so like the fact that you just kept an eye on your inbox or you just kept doing, you didn't make any drastic decisions, you didn't take it down and you had people like unsolicited reaching out to you saying, way to go. And that's what happened to me last week. I kept walking, I kept being like, oh, I love the podcast. I love doing it. It makes me so happy. But like sustaining it can be really challenging when you're not feeling yourself yes. because it is, it is me. I am my partners. I am my work wife. I am work, my work husband. I am the person that I go to. Um, and granted, I have all these other people to go to, but they don't do the day-to-day, like loading up the podcast, putting it online, doing all the, record- the recording is me, the interviewing is me. So that nitty-gritty stuff is the stuff that can hamper me when life is tri- you know, trial, full of trials and tribulations. So I kept walking into different places where someone would be like, oh my God, I just listened to your podcast. Or, hey, I love the last episode. The next one drops on Thursday, right? And I'm like, oh my God, people now know when it drops. <laughs> Grab, I've got to really get that Thursday thing going. <laughs> like, but it was great because I didn't own it so much all by myself that I had to make myself feel better. And that if I couldn't, I was like not a good person. Because that's how we really should on ourselves. Um, yes. And I'm saying should, should on ourselves. <laughs> and she's like, we should do this. We should do that. We should be able to get out of this crisis. We should be able to get out of this distress. 
that's just more debilitating and more depressing to put that stress upon yourself that being depressed is something that you can get out of because that's false for sure. It is something that you need to heal yourself from and you need to work toward healing yourself from. But mental health days are not BS. Mental health days are for real, taking care of our mental health so that we can come back and be the best colleague, the best mom, the best coworker that we're capable of being. Amen. You know? So I had the same experience, just like you had the Atta Girls. I had people just saying, oh my God, I listened to your last podcast, or I have a great idea for your podcast, or thank God you're doing your podcast, or have you met Danny? She does this great podcast. And I'm like, okay, universe, thank you, thank you. Yes, yes. I'm in love with this. Every time I do it, it makes me happy. And like getting over the hump of like getting through that was like a huge growing experience for me. My life coach uh, from Life Hack Bootcamp says, you are not entitled to get through this life without obstacles. Yeah, I love that. And so when I, uh, and again to quote Marie Forleo, she says, don't take shots of Schlager." So whenever I'm, on, <laughs> whenever I'm on Instagram and I see the shiny pictures and the beautiful women who are engaged and they have these cute freaking children and everything is perfect, I think don't compare yes and I also remember that they too have the same you know if they have obstacles the same, they have their obstacles I right. have, I have my obstacles and as we grow and as we get better we just have higher class obstacles for sure they don't go away yeah they're just different and bigger and yeah. scarier and then we get through them better because well I, I just had a therapy session last week and my ther- my therapist said you seem to really struggle with challenge. Like you go into despair when when you have a big challenge in front of you. And what I, I, I didn't even realize I was doing that. Like I was just like, oh, looking back, I'm like, yes, I'm resilient through these challenges, but I don't realize like how much despair I go through and sometimes how it doesn't always have to be necessary to go through despair during challenge. Like I can say I'm faced with a challenge and this is, a struggle but I love that idea of entitlement because I don't know whatever made me think that I was entitled to just go through life and not have a struggle oh because you're human yeah I never thought about it that way either and I said oh that's exactly but how it's I was all behaving the sh- it's all the struggle that has made me all the stronger exactly yeah we are like a lot of quotables right here Marie Forleo <laughs> your life app coach my new one <laughs> I'm gonna totally listen back to that and put that up on Facebook that I said it <laughs> But what's your life hack coach name? Because I want to give them credit too. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. Demir, D-E-M-I-R, Bentley. Okay, Demir Bentley. We'll put him in the show notes too. You have to like give me his Instagram handle. I'm sure he has one. And um, like I want to put his quote up too because I just feel like this is something we could all learn. And yeah, some our struggles... I mean, sometimes like what could be seen by one person, this is the other where other place where we need to be kind to each other is that like, it's all about how we also respond to somebody who says they're struggling. And somebody could say like, I have a real problem with this and it's really hard. And then they kind of diminish it by saying, I know, first world problems. And it's like, wait, don't diminish your struggle. It's your struggle. This is, you know, hard for you. Somebody else might have what's, what is, why do we have to put struggles on a spectrum of being like, it's all how big it is to you or how small it is to you in your lens and how like you're, you're able to 
deal with that challenge. So yeah, I just re- I just read a book um, called Introduction to NLP. Oh yeah, neuro linguistic programming, and it is literally been one of those life changing books that I feel talked about like that about the lens inside our head of like how big we make that struggle, how small we make that struggle, and how we have control over that in our brain. It's been really helpful for me, so I'll put that up in the show notes. I'm going to talk about that in another podcast. I feel like I need to do like a segment on inspirational books or how books have like inspired me and things like that. So, Carrie, where can we find the Kickstarter campaign? Great. So if you go to kickstarter.com, and search for the ultimate knitting organizer. Okay. That is one way. Okay, cool. Another way is to go to Carrie's Kits, K-A-R-I-S-K-I-T-S dot com, and there's a link right on the front page. Fabulous. And now are you on Instagram? I am, and my handle is Carrie's Kits. That's easy. You start K for Carrie, K for Kits, one I. Um, and I'll put that in the show notes too. And then what about Facebook? Uh, Facebook I have a, a knitting group for, um, well, knitters, crocheters, any ability level, and that's Carrie's Kits. You can also find our Knitters Unwind group, yeah. and both of these Facebook groups are free and open yeah. to everybody, so you can look up Knitters Unwind on awesome, Facebook. Awesome, awesome. And I just want to say that I really, I have not mentioned it yet, but the pun of Knitters Unwind is making me so happy. Thank you. As a former... <laughs> you know fifth grade I did teach I know I'm known for teaching math but I taught English language arts and I am like a big word person I love that I love puns um okay guys so I'm so glad Carrie got to meet with us today Carrie I have one last question for you so you answered all my questions because I was going to be like what was your challenge and you just like it was just natural organic that came out so where are some of your favorite places in South Orange and Maplewood to hang out um, get a cup of coffees, grab a slice, buy some stuff. Like, where would you tell other people to go? And um, because I'm always asking people that, because that's what I want people to keep shopping, shopping, and eatingling lo- locally. <laughs> make new words. Oh, that's a great question, and I love, I love, love, love our towns. So, if you had a day to spend in Maplewood, I would recommend. Oh my gosh, I love this. Go ahead. That you start at the Abel Baker. I get the oat milk iced latte and the gluten-free, dairy-free banana bread is my dream. I would then walk to Word's Bookstore. I would buy all the books. <laughs> all of them. I'll buy them all. Buy them all. And then I would go to number 165 and I would buy candy for my son and t-shirts and... Uh, then I would go to across the street. I think it's called Kamaya Kama. Kamaya Kama. Kamaya Kama. Thank mm-hmm. you. And I would buy a beautiful tunic to wear. And oh, I would do a lot of shopping. I would also, <laughs> I would also go to retail therapy and buy uh, some fabulous vintage clothing from Julie. I would also go to Perch and buy beautiful things for the home. I would spend a lot of money in, in Maplewood Village. Basically shopping, guys. I mean, really just go to Maplewood Ave and go shopping because there's Seriously. Muse, there's Paper Hat, there's Toy Division. There's We can't even name all the stores. And like, how cool is that? Yes. That we have so many 
like wonderful little stores that you can just pop into and just be so happy in. Tennis Muse. I feel like I'm going to name all of them now. Yes. Grow. And also um, Maplewood Mercantile. Yes. I would I would furnish my whole home there. Yes. And, and rock out to awesome music. And buy vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I love to have dinner at Trattoria. Uh, that's where Andrew and I go. We... We usually go to the Maplewood one, but the South Orange one is awesome too. Okay, so move over to South Orange. Yeah, so now. Take the train. It's a five-minute ride to South Orange. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I really like to look at the little library outside of Starbucks in South Orange, pick up a book there, and listen to the live music on Friday and Saturday nights. Oh. And I also like to... Um, Where's the little library? It's right outside the Starbucks on Sloan Street. Okay, it's, so... It's one of those yes. free lending libraries. Yes, 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 yes. And I like to have dinner at Toro Loco. And I also love Tito's. I love the guys at Tito's. They just... They're... Oh, it's delicious. Awesome. Um, yeah. And I would get a really excellent knife at From Kitchen a la Mode. I, you know... <laughs> You can't I was like, when many. is she going to mention Kitchen a la Mode? Man, Ben is the bomb. So. Yes, and you can yeah. find like gifts and cool, like awesome things. Like I, I went in there because he put up on a Facebook post this scraper that scrapes off like like stickers. So I did, like they oh, installed the door in my basement and it had this crazy sticker on it that like you could try to soak it up with vinegar, you could try to soak it up with alcohol, like it's never coming off. But he has this tool that he sells. And he put it up on Facebook, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go buy that. And I literally went there, bought this one thing, and, like, it's a life changer because it takes off the stickers from anything. <laughs> I'm like, i got to interview Kitchen All Mode just because of that one thing I bought there. But yeah. seriously, Ben's fabulous. So we're, you know, everything's down there. Anyone Working that I've down out, there. I don't, yeah, yeah, no, I don't no, to. there's just, like, I mean, come on. Guys, you know me podcasting for a long time. I'll mention them all. Right? <laughs> I'll just mention them all. But yeah, that's awesome. And I'm like so excited because now I'm thinking I should ask people about like a day if you had a day to spend, like what would you do? I think Carrie yeah. just gave me my new interview question. Okay. We have had a great interview and we're at um, a lovely, lovely time frame now. So I am gonna leave you with this, guys. Please go to Carrie's Kits. You can find her on Facebook, Instagram. And I'm going to put in the show notes her website and the Kickstarter campaign. But remember, it's Carrie, K-A-R-I-S, Kits, K-I-T-S. And thank you so much for listening to our interview. And we are out. Well, there you have it. Another great interview. I loved talking to Carrie. She was just chock full of great ideas and inspiration for me. I love talking about drift and how we can drift away from that beautiful thought or beautiful idea or project that we have that is just going to make our life so amazing and how you can actually get away from that drift and come back to see and fall in love with your project again. Even when something seems challenging or hard, you can move through that. So I appreciate Carrie for sitting with me and chatting with me and opening up and giving us some deep thinking about some of her struggles and how knitting has really helped her. And I hope that that interview was helpful to you. Um, please let me know on Instagram, Facebook, show notes, reviews, you know, wherever you can find me. 
I love to hear what you have to say about interviews and get suggestions about other people I can talk to. So I have a couple of things I wanted to share with you guys. One is just a very blatant call to action. Guys, back to school. So excited. Uh, my kids are really thrilled about going back to school. And although I'm kind of sad because I've really enjoyed the last couple of days having some staycation fun with them. And I had a great, great summer with them. It was just full of magic and wonder. I am very excited for them to meet their new teachers and have a great time. I want to also remind you that school board elections are coming up. Well, all elections are coming up, but thinking about back to school, we really need to ensure that we are knowing who our school board members are, that we are knowing who the candidates are, and we're getting involved. And I don't just mean on Facebook and Instagram, which I love. I love being on there. I definitely get a lot of information, but I'm also out there and I'm going to meetings and I'm talking to candidates. I have a lot more candidates to meet, that's for sure. But it's amazing that so many people are running. And it also means that we really have to do our homework and we really have to know what the candidates stand for and what they're thinking about doing when and if they get on the board. I put a call to action out to all of you to attend some of the events like the debates. Definitely host or attend a coffee. I think they're so integral to really getting to know candidates in a very casual, informal sort of way. And also reach out. They're all over the place on Instagram and Facebook. And a lot of them are telling you, reach out to me, ask me questions. I'd love to have a conversation with you. Take them up on that offer. I think there's nothing better than actually sitting down with a candidate, having a coffee and getting to know them. I've done it for years, the last three years, really gotten politically involved. And that has helped me so much understand how the process works and who I really feel aligns with my values and my interests and I've also become friends with people on the board and been able to have really great discussions with them or maybe not even friends, but I could say colleagues. Um, I just see them at other meetings and we have a five minute conversation. I see them at Abel Baker. We have a five minute conversation. And I think that that is what's gonna make us a stronger district is that people are really involved and the board members not only feel like this is, I don't want them to feel like this is a thankless job. I want them to feel like they have the community behind them and that they have a group of people who understand what they do and who understand their own role in helping the district get better. So that's my call to action. Please go out, learn about the candidates, talk to the candidates and attend events. And my biggest challenge is go and work on a campaign. Do whatever you can to help somebody, even if it's a couple of hours. Uh, if you really find that you love a candidate, go and get involved. Um, okay, so there's uh, two other events I wanna share and talk about. One, I, actually they're all involved with school. So one is the rent party picnic. And I don't know if you know this, but rent parties are live concert events that are um, specifically were specifically created to help 
solve the problem of food scarcity in our own two towns. So the rent party has a garden at the Elks Lodge in, I believe it's in South Orange or in the border of Maplewood in South Orange, right across from Our Lady of Sorrows Church. And they actually harvest that food that comes from the garden to give, or the, the, um, the produce that comes from the garden to give to pantries. And then they raise money and they have a program called Backpack Pals, which is really helpful to the students in our community. Students in our community that are facing food scarcity are identified by social workers or teachers or people in their schools. And then they are given a backpack on Friday nights that they go home with that is full of food. So they don't have to worry about that on the weekend. And I think it's just an incredibly wonderful, thoughtful, beautiful idea that has become bigger and bigger every year. And Chris Dixon is just one of the many people who works on this, but he's the one I talk to most about it. He is going to be um, at the rent party picnic on Saturday, September 8th, along with all the other committee members and all the people who work on the rent parties. And um, you can come and check out the wonderful bands and, you know, donate to a good cause. It's from 12 to 8 at Maple Crest Park in Maplewood. So definitely come on out and enjoy the music. Um, and as they say, it's, you know, a lot of fun for a good cause. And then coming up the weekend after that on September 15th is the Newstead 5K. The Newstead 5K is a race that raises money for the Achieve Foundation and this is another organization you guys should really get to know about. The Achieve Foundation supports the children in our school district in so many ways. Everything from raising money to put new chairs in the auditorium at Columbia High School and sort of rehab that auditorium to sponsoring the tutoring program and the, the tutoring programs that we have in our district, which is really just amazing programs where tutors are volunteering in our community and working with kids after school and helping them in their studies. And then also they put together grants for teachers to help them with their classroom supplies. And they also have fellowships for professional development at the end of the year for both administrators and educators. I can't say enough about the Achieve Foundation. I actually worked on the board for a period of time when I was in the school district as a teacher. And I can tell you, the people that volunteer to do this work are always trying to think of more and more ways to support the learning and development and growth of the children in our district. And I think it's an amazing feat what they do. So if you can come out and support the Newstead 5K by running, um, that would be awesome. If you cannot, go to the Achieve Foundation website, make a donation. It's quick, it's easy, and it so helps the kids in our district. That's all for this week. Please check me out on Instagram, Facebook, and I love to just talk to you, engage with you, and hear what you're thinking. Subscribe, 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 leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, and I appreciate and love all of the support you're giving me. I hope that this podcast is helpful for you.
please, if it is, share it and pass it on. Much love to you all, and I'm out.